Jaden Rashada is back for Sun Devils football. We're going to talk about what it means, what to expect, and more on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting those podcasts, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And, of course, you can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment that we've all been waiting for. Uh, Jaden Rashada is scheduled to be back for Arizona State Sun Devils football, and I can't think of any more exciting news than this for the Sun Devils. Like, this has been such an up-and-down season, and we've had peaks and valleys. We've had some very good moments, even in losses, and we've had some really dark moments in losses and sometimes even in wins. Like, take an example, week one against Southern Utah. If you want a example of bad bad times and a win, but it's been an up-and-down year, and one of the one of the reasons that it's been so up and down for us is because of the quarterback play. Arizona State has had to trot out four different quarterbacks this year. Pretty much every guy on the roster has seen some time for the team. Jaden Rashada, Drew Pine, Trenton Borgay, and Jacob Conover have all appeared on the field at some point in time. All three of these quarterbacks have attempted at least, I just had it in front of me, at least 38 passes, which is not small. That's <laughs> it's quite a bit, honestly. Uh, Conover is the lowest with 38 attempts. Uh, as a whole, this team is just really struggled with the quarterback play. Uh, Trenton Bourget has seen the most time. He's appeared in seven games. Uh, he's thrown for 1,344 yards, which obviously when you play a little more than half the season, you would expect him to lead the team. The problem is he has just one touchdown pass against four interceptions, but it's not just him that has struggled. Drew Pine in the two games he appeared in, he barely completed over 50% of his passes. Two touchdowns against three interceptions. He also led the team taking 11 sacks in two games. Jacob Conover, when he was on the field, completed under 30% of his passes, zero touchdowns to three interceptions. So you have had guys, three quarterbacks not named Jaden Rashada, combined for four touchdowns against 10 interceptions. It's not been great. When Jaden Rashada has been on the field, it's been a completely different story. In the two games that we got to see him, which was week one and week two against Southern Utah and Oklahoma State, respectively, he looked pretty darn good. He looked like a freshman. You know, there were lumps. There was some ball placement that he's got to work on. But overall... He looked 10 times better than what we have seen this year. And as we have seen the last 10 weeks, 
we understand why they decided to go with him for week one, but he got injured and he missed the vast majority of the season. He is able to play a total of four games this year in order to maintain his red shirt, which is what the plan was all along. Once he got injured, that's going to be the case as he is, uh, from my understanding, he's good to go in practice. I would imagine he's going to be taking a look at first team reps here pretty soon. And I would not be surprised if he's going to be starting for this podcast. We are going to be under the assumption that he is starting the final two games of the year. I know it's not official. That's how we're going to be working under this though, because I feel like that's pretty much going to happen short of something catastrophic. So what does this mean for the Sun Devils? You know, where do we go from here? What should we expect? What's the future hold? All of that is what we're going to talk about now that we've kind of laid the groundwork for the the reintroduction here of Jaden Rashada. Here's what to expect. I think this is a really good starting point here for this conversation is what we should expect out of Jaden Rashada to end the year. And I think what you're looking for is potentially what you saw to start the year. I don't think you're going to see a guy who is better than he was in week one and week two. I don't necessarily think you're going to see somebody who's drastically worse. I would not be surprised if he did play a little worse because he's coming off an injury. That's just how it works is guys are trying to get comfortable and not everybody comes back to being 110% and being the best players in their, in their conference. It's just not realistic. I feel like Rashada will be a lot closer to what he was previously compared to what like the, the floor, not the ceiling, the floor. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Uh, in his two games that he played, he was rock solid, uh, 403 yards over two games. So a little over 200 yards a game, three touchdowns against just one interception. The thing you'd like to see is the completion completion percentage go up, uh, 56.7. He was 34 of 60. It's a small sample size, which is why you can't judge too much off of it. There was a lot to like, though. Uh, In week one specifically, he was throwing some really pretty balls. I know Xavier Guillory and him had a really rock-solid connection. There was a 40-plus yard touchdown in week one on a fourth down. It might as well have been a Hail Mary the way they just kind of chucked the ball down the field. He has the arm talent to be able to push a ball down the field. We got to see that firsthand, and I would anticipate that we're going to see that once again as we head into uh, his final two games here. Is somebody who still has the arm strength, still has the confidence in himself to push the ball down the field because it wasn't a shoulder injury. It wasn't anything to do with his ability to throw the football. It was a lower body issue. So you're going to have a guy who still has the confidence in himself to be able to push his football down the field. That's where I'm really, really comfortable with him being able to step back in and be a quality quarterback is because he still has all the tools. Can he run as much? Maybe not necessarily, but it's not like he was really killing you as a runner anyways. On the season, he had carried the ball. Uh, Man, I can't see his name. There it is. He had eight carries for a whopping five yards. and. He, in his two games, was sacked, where is that, four times. So 
for a loss of 16. So essentially had four carries for 24 yards. Nothing crazy. It's not like he was basing his game off of that. He was basing his game off of being able to manipulate the pocket and roll out with the unscheduled throws and whatnot. But that's one of the reasons why I'm not worried about him is you're not taking away a component that was crucial to his game. He still is somebody that wants to sit in the pocket and pick you apart as a passer. That's where I feel confident. So as far as my expectations go, I'm just looking forward to see him sort of picking up where he left off. I do want to lower my expectations a little bit. I That's something I want to work on. But as a whole, I feel like you're you're kind of going into this hoping that he can really close pick up to where he left off. There's so much talent here. There's so much upside. And the offense has gotten like definitively better. The first three weeks of the year, uh, Bo Baldwin was like the full-time play caller, and it was a stagnant offense that wasn't really to get anything going. Once Kenny Dillingham uh, didn't, he ne- didn't necessarily took the reins from Baldwin. There's still obviously a connection with him b- working there, but once Dillingham got more involved, you saw the offense take off. You started seeing the trick plays and the aggressiveness and all, all that kind of stuff. Now you're introducing Rashada to that. And is there going to be hiccups? Of course. But I more or less see somebody who's going to be able to step into this kind of offense and really flourish from the versatility that they're going to have for him. And he's got weapons. He's got Badger. He's got Scadaboo, who have proved to be great football players. You're placing him in a good position to succeed. I know the offensive line isn't great, but it's still playing okay. Bottom line, what I expect is somebody to hopefully pick up where he left off previously. I want to talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Look, we spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins, losses, who starts, who sits, Jaden Rashada. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means, right? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, Revatio, prescription, or anything else. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now to jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. There was a verified customer that had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half in order to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel safe now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com. That's spelled J-A-S-E medical.com. To see if it's offered for you. And again, use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. One more time, Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com, promo code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. Thanks as always for subscribing and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications, and do me a favor and check out the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every single Friday. I tune into it because it's absolutely amazing the way that these guys go into detail 
and talk about the playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and they go in-depth, including insight and analysis from our stable of hosts that cover their team every day. Make sure that you check it out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. You won't want to miss it, and I'll see you guys there. Back into our conversation. Next up, we're going to take a look at how this is going to affect the rest of the year because this is this is something that really is going to be altering to what to expect. You're talking about putting a quarterback in that has so much distinctive upside from an athletic standpoint, from a arm talent standpoint, from an overall untapped potential standpoint. This is a kid that's got so much upside. And now you're plugging him back into the team. You're plugging him back into this offense. He's going to be working with Kenny Dillingham. And I got news for you. It's not like he spent the last um, 10 weeks just sitting on his you-know-what and not trying to learn the playbook more, not you know having some of his buddies run routes with him, all that stuff. It's not like he's sitting there playing Call of Duty. He's not playing Fortnite. He might a little bit, but he's he's somebody that is dedicated to his craft. And I truly believe that he is definitely interested in putting his best step forward in order to continue being a better football player. That's where we're at with him. So as far as how it's going to affect the rest of the year, right? This to me is somebody that is going to be almost transcending. The reason I say almost is I, I have a little bit of reservations just because of the injury. But again, it's not like this affected his arm talent. It's not like this affected his ability to stand tall in the pocket and deliver strikes. Hopefully he's even better with a little bit more touch and accuracy on those balls. He is 100% the best option on this team. We've seen it the whole year. Why? He was the guy they rolled with in week one. Uh, I love Trenton Borgay. The play has not been able to match the expectations. Drew Pine was just not good in the games he played. Jacob Conover also not good in the games that he played. Jaden Rashada was good. So you're plugging in a good quarterback to an offense that has started to see an identity in going through Scadaboo and going through Badger. There's clearly some kind of formula here that is capable of winning football games when it goes through them. You were really close against Washington. You were really close against Cal. Uh, you made it a heck of a game versus USC. Uh, you were really close against Colorado. Imagine if you had Rashada in those games. I think with Rashada, you, I, I do believe this. I believe you pull off the upset against Washington because you held their offense out of the end zone. And if you had a better quarterback, I, I, I really do think you get that upset just based off of what you saw. So I think you beat Washington. I think you beat Colorado because the offense was so erratic in that game. Um, I think that you definitely beat Cal because Cal was a very, very winnable football game. And it felt like the Sun Devils were just shooting themselves in the foot. That's three more wins. So you're talking about instead of being a three and seven team, being a six and four team. Bowl eligible, although wouldn't have mattered because of the sins of the predecessor, which is Ray Anderson. Rather, you're talking about a team that is winning more football games, winning close games, and putting on display how talented and dedicated 
this team is to Kenny Dillingham. So what should we expect the rest of the year? I think we should expect this team to be competitive and a team that is going to go out and put their best step or best foot forward and make these games. I would not be surprised if Oregon blew us out because I think Oregon is one of the at minimum 10. I personally would say five. I think they're one of the five best teams in the country, no lower than 10. So I would not be surprised if they got blown out. But with that being said, if there was a quarterback that was going to keep you in that game, it's Jaden Rashada. Jaden Rashada is the guy that I entrust this offense to and somebody that I believe I can rely on to at least make it a competitive football game. I do believe in Rashada to do that. Against U of A, look, U of A has been a good football team this year. That That is hard for me to say, but they have. You have to call it as it is sometimes. And they've been a good football team. Going into that game, even though I will take ASU every time, I will tell you I am more confident in ASU getting that win with Jaden Rashada than I am anybody else. Again, it's just the upside. It's the talent. It's the reason that they plugged him in is because they believe that even as a freshman, he can be that guy. And I think that's exactly what you're seeing is that ability to be that guy. You got to see that in the first two weeks. Again, he looked like a freshman. You got to work on your touch with your throws. There were some missed deep balls and whatnot, but I have no doubt that if he had played the whole season, I mean, you're talking about a guy who progressively would have gotten better each week. You're winning more football games with him. I talked a little bit ago sometime last week about could the Sun Devils finish out the year 3-0? Well, they're off to a good start. They're 1-0 in the last three games of the year. You've got two absolutely devastatingly challenging games ahead of you, especially with Oregon who, like I said, is one of the five best teams in the country for my money's worth. Plugging in Jaden Rashada is going to give you an opportunity to compete. That's what I expect the rest of the year. That's how I believe this affects the team the rest of the year. I believe that you plug in Rashada and you become a team that is going to find a way to keep themselves in games, not just because of the defense, because look at what the defense has done this year, man. They have played out of their minds this year. They have played such good football. Brian Ward is up for a, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the award, but one of the best assistant coaches in the nation. He's up for that award because look what he's done with this defense in a year. Now you give them a guy like Jaden Rashada on offense with the weapons that he has in Badger and Scadaboo. I would imagine Conyers is more consistent. I imagine that O'Mary could have become even better than what he is. Sky, maybe not the limit, but it certainly feels like this offense would have been definitively better. I feel confident going into these final two games that whatever the spreads are, you're going to cover them. So if it's a a 50-point spread, if it's a 20-point spread, I feel that ASU is going to find a way to cover those against Oregon, against U of A. Jaden Rashada gives me that comfort. He gives me that overall sense of stability that we haven't really seen out of the quarterbacks this year. I believe in Jaden Rashada to be able to get you back into into a a state of competitiveness where you're just going to find yourself in these football games more so than what you saw before. How does he affect the rest of the season? He makes you competitive. 
That's exactly how we affect it. I also want to talk to you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn because these days, new hires, they can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And guess what? You can do this in minutes. Get it set up. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile so you can spread the word that you're hiring and then move on from there. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. And I know you as a small business owner know exactly how important it is to have that right team member who can have a positive and measurable impact on your business. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And one more time, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Tomorrow, I will be diving into a conversation with Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Pac-12 as we take a look at what the future holds at the athletic director position. Now that Ray Anderson is gone, we'll kind of talk about some of our own uh, candidates for the position. You won't want to miss it because Fire Ray Anderson has essentially come true. Let's round this out with what this means for the future of the program. What does this mean that he's going to play these final two games? And I want to emphasize one more time, we are recording this under the assumption that he is going to start these final two games. That is how we're going to work right now. So how is this going to affect the future? Well, the first and most important thing to point out This is going to give him valuable reps. These are not practice reps. These are not scrimmage reps. These are real game time reps. And not just that, you're getting reps against one of the best defenses in the country versus Oregon. And you're getting reps against a U of A defense that is optimistic and opportunistic. I don't know if that's a word. I think I just messed that up. but. It's a quality defense with an offense that can move the football, which presents you with the challenge of a shootout. That is what is being presented to you moving forward. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to be able to get to that point where you can find yourselves in games? What are you going to learn? Let's say ASU loses those games by a combined 50-point margin. Like, let's say you just get blown out in the final two games, right? How are you going to learn and move forward and take that tape to become a, a better quarterback, a better player, a better athlete, a better a better leader? There's a lot of different things that you can take from these final two games that'll go into his redshirt freshman year. That'll go into his second spring ball practice. That'll go into his second offseason. That'll go into his second fall camp. That's what you're looking for. How are you going to be able to build upon all of this? Because there's an opportunity here to really, really make a difference in the trajectory of your career. This is such an ideal situation for Rashada to be placed into. Not so much because of the ridiculous amount of talent that you're going to be going up against. Because 
don't get me wrong, man. You're you're going up against some some really really tough opponents here. It, again, U of A can throw the heck out of the football, and Oregon does everything: defense, offense, passing, running, whatever. You're going up against two of the better teams in the Pac-12, and one of, if not the best team in the Pac-12. This is no easy task. It wouldn't be an easy task for Jaden Daniels. It wouldn't be an easy task for Taylor Kelly or Brock Osweiler or Manny Wilkins or Mike Bercovici. Any of the, of the predecessors of Jaden Rashada would have a tough time going up against these opponents. Now it's a freshman coming off of injury that is going to be going up against them. He's going to have adversity, man. This is This is going to be very much a, how are you going to respond to this? Hopefully he responds well. I do think he'll respond well. I'm not saying statistically. I'm not going to say he goes out and goes 10 touchdowns to one interception. I'm not going out and saying he's going to throw for 1,000 yards. I'm, I'm not saying he's not going to take any sacks. That's not what I'm saying. I'm more looking at the way he plays, the way he carries himself, overall what he is doing to make himself a better football player, to make himself a better quarterback. That's what I'm going to be paying attention to. And that's going to be what you're going to be taking into the next offseason, into spring, into fall, into summer. What you're going to be doing by yourself, what you're going to be doing when you're working with Kenny Dillingham, when you're working with Bo Baldwin, what you're what you're doing when you're working with your teammates. That's that's how this is going to affect the future. How he responds to coming back from being off for, what, three months? How you come back and respond to that is what is going to be so pivotal here. And it's really exciting and it's really nerve-wracking at the same time. And I look at this situation that Rashado is being placed in, and I think that it's one of the best things that you could possibly do for him is to get him some more live reps before the end of the year. Because if he missed the final two games, you're talking about a quarterback that last played, it would have been like November 9th, or not November, September 9th or something like that. And then he would have to go almost an entire year without playing live reps as a as going into his redshirt freshman year. Like That is so unideal for a guy like Rashada. So you're hoping that these reps are going to be as important and as pivotal moving forward as we're anticipating them, as I am anticipating them, as you and the rest of the fans and the rest of the media and the rest of the nation are going to be looking at this. You're going to be taking a look to make sure that these reps are going to be stepping stones for you to continue to progress and become a better player. These final two games, look, he could come out and look terrible. But if he responds with a great start to the next season, then it's still worth it. It's still worth getting him out there. The only thing you don't want is him to get injured. Other than that, dude, if he if he throws five interceptions, so be it. If he throws zero interceptions, so be it. But these reps are very important. You don't want him to go almost a whole year without playing a legitimate college football game and not against Southern Utah, but against Oregon and U of A. That's how important these games are going to be. 
It's going to affect the future. And for what it's worth, it's going to affect Arizona State, too. You're going to see that what Rashada is able to provide for you on the field is going to be completely... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I'm not sure. It's it's going to kind of show the direction that this program is going to, is what I'm trying to say. If he looks good, or if he looks like he's still learning, you're going to kind of get a feel for what to go into next year with expectations. Let's say he blows the roof off. You might go in the next year expecting a bowl-eligible team. Let's say he really struggles then that's fine. You're going in the next year kind of expecting it to be another learning experience, which should be where everybody is at with this program is understanding that this is a, a process and a, and a total rebuild. It's going to affect the way that you perceive next season is depending on how he finishes out the year. But I implore you to have that patience because no matter how he looks, whether he looks elite or whether he looks like the worst freshman ever, you need to understand how important these reps are to him. Getting these reps is so pivotal moving forward. But I want to know what your guys' expectations are for Jaden Rashada to end the year. What do you think about his return? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Let me know in the comments, or you can hit me up on Twitter as well, at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sundables. As always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Remember, wherever you're getting your podcast, to hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Like I said, me and Locked On Pac-12 host Spencer McLaughlin will be back at you tomorrow to talk about the Ray Anderson situation, what the future holds for the program, and a little bit more. I will see you guys then. Until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked On Sun Devils.